Welcome to the podcast, everybody. My name is Anthony Diaz-Pazito. I'm Seth Fry. And I am Chris Gale. And this is Death Threat Radio. Please stand by. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Uh, uh, hey, how did everybody get in my room? Are we live? Are we going? Are we recording? We're on. We're on. We're on. Mm. So what's happening? Okay, well, uh, first off, how was your week? Uh, fucking long, dude. Yeah? Yeah. Today, I quit smoking. Oof. Well, yeah, I'm so I'm not trying. I'm trying not to say that I quit smoking. Right. I'm just yeah. not smoking today. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like a taboo, isn't it? Yeah. Well, right. because as I'm soon trying. as I fucking say I quit smoking, then I'm like, Ugh. so I've just been not smoking on a daily basis. I'm right. using the old twelve step fucking one day at a time gig, you know, right, right, the just for today, if you will. And uh, I got, I got some. Uh, you might actually hear my voice sounds a little. Right. I got some gum in right now. That he's chewing like a fucking maniac. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, actually, if I could, can I get a piece? You just smoke. Fuck you. You just smoke a cigarette. No, and you don't. I know. I gotta Fuck off. fucking kick this. And every time so me and Chris go outside and smoke a cigarette, Fan Anthony just gets this look on his face like, you motherfucker. No, no. I don't, I'm not hating on you guys. I'm, it's just, uh, it does make me a little irritated, I guess. So this week was kind of rough. You know, the job I do, sometimes you bump into fucking narcissists who are just like, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm a counselor, and so you go through this whole rap, like, you know, I've dealt with a fucking thousand people. And, right. And a guy comes in, and I'm talking to him about, you know, I understand this struggle and that struggle, because it's all the same fucking struggle for these guys getting out of prison, right? Right. Not the same struggle, but similar shit, you know? So you try and drop, break it down for them, and, you know, the narcissists, they're just like, yeah, well, that might be how everybody else is, but not me. <laughs> not me. <laughs> so basically, every word you fucking say, they just shoot down and shoot down and shoot down. And right, because that guy's a delicate snowflake, oh, right? Oh, yeah. F- terminally unique, dude. Tragically hip and fatally cool, man. These right, right. So sometimes that can be a little taxing. So this week was a little fucking rough. Right. You know, but. I like that term you used, terminally unique. Yes. yes. Well, that means that... See, here's the deal. If you, if you... If I've got all these solutions, right? I, I went to school and studied on all these different solutions for chemical dependency and different shit, right? I have all these solutions and all this, this, they call it evidence-based practices, right? right? Shit that's been proven to work, right? This works every time. Not every time, but it has evidence to it and it, you know, it's got a rate of success, you know? Right. What I mean? So if you make yourself unique where none of that shit applies to you, right? Then you don't, you're above the program. Right? I get you. So uh, I sit you down in this room and we're doing all this stuff and you're just the guy in the corner like, Oh, Fuck that's not that. yeah, that's, this not, shit that's not work. me. That ain't gonna work. Right, right, right. That may be that, yeah. that may work I for the rest what, of you lames, he, but not he's me. Like one of, is he one of those guys? Like I know what works for me. Oh, fucking sure you do. That's why you're sitting. Uh, yeah, here. exactly. That's my <laughs> fucking point exactly. Right? So everybody, this is the big thing. Is like they learn these buzzwords, right? Because I'm the second program they have to do. Okay. Okay. So they've the 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 way they get to me is, and I don't want to give up too much information, so I'm not going to use any names of programs and stuff. But the way they get to me is that they have to do a program while they're in prison. Right. right. They've opted to do this program. It's like behavior modification, cognitive behavioral therapy, and some substance abuse stuff, right? Right. Basically, what this this other program did was it stole all different kinds of um, evidence-based practices and different therapies and stuff that works. They took little pieces of it, and they shoved it all together and made this one kind of hodgepodge program that's supposed to be one-size-fits-all, right? right? So they complete this program, and then they get to me, right? And by the time they've gotten to, gotten to me, most of them think they're already fucking cured of any problem that they might fucking have ever fucking had, right? And so they're like, they learn all these buzzwords, okay? Because in that program, you have to do a lot of like telling on each other. You don't necessarily tell oh, wow. each other. They take you out of general population, right? Okay. You have to apply to get into this program, and you have to tell them all the drugs that you used in the past, and you have to tell them what your, your criminal history was. And as long as you have no violence and shit, they'll let you into this program. Okay. Right? So you get into this program, and you have to learn all the different words that they use, right? Like right. grandiosity, or super optimism, or <laughs> mollification. And or, those, are, those all mean 
certain things like in that program, right? Well, yeah, they mean certain things out in the world too. I guess you know, if, if I'm telling you I'm being super optimistic, it means I'm over. I'm being Pollyanna, right? I'm just right. thinking everything's going to work out no matter what, right? So super optimism is a problem. Grandiosity, thinking that you know uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of prison and become a real estate mogul. All these right. fucking guys want to be real estate moguls. I don't know why. Because they're they're, they're in prison with white collar guys who were. In real estate, you know what I mean? Back and, in 2009? Yeah, so they see all, <laughs> Exactly. So they see all these fucking millionaires, right? And they talk to these guys for two, three years, or they're bunked up with them, right? And by the time they get out, they think they're fucking real estate moguls, right? Yeah, right? They know everything there is to know about real estate, which is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So anyways, they learn these buzzwords, right? And they assume when they get to my program that all they have to do is drop these buzzwords. Because what happens is, let's say you're sitting in their community meeting, right? Okay. And you're busted for something. You know, somebody's up there... And they're, they call it a pull up, right? They're yelling at this guy for something he did wrong. He brought back chow, too much chow from the hall, from the mess hall or <laughs> something or whatever, right? Cause they, they're really on you about shit. So is, they see you, these guys that run this program see you and you're, you're new there and you don't say anything, right? You're like, I don't want to snitch on people and I don't want to, right? I don't want to talk shit to this dude. I don't know this guy, right? So then when you get your one on one with your little counselor, right? In prison, they say, you know, we're not getting enough feedback out of you and you know, we're going to have to hold you back a level and all. And they right. scare you into it, right? So the next time they have this community meeting, you're listening for what the other guys are saying, right? And then you're all over it. Yeah, you're like, well, I think he's uh, suffering from a lack of humility and blah, blah, right, blah. Right, right. So you learn the buzzwords, right? And then you stand up and you go, yeah, it's definitely mollification and he's suffering from a lack of humility, right? <laughs> and so, and you see uh, the fucking counselor look at you and go, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, it, man. Yeah. That Good guy's work. finally getting it, right? So they learn these fucking buzzwords. And by the time they get to me, they just want to drop buzzwords on me. And I see right through it. In right. matter of fact, it makes me a little angry when they come in. They're like, well, I think, you know, that the problem is just that my mollification and super optimism. And it's like, dude, don't fucking do that shit. You know what I mean? You're, you sound like a convict who read the dictionary. Yeah, right, you know? right. I was just going to say it's like the, it's almost like they come in like pre like pre prepared. Like, oh, yeah, I, I studied this. Oh, yeah, I got this this yeah, whooped, right? We're good. But my program is not the same program, right? Right. Mine's a transitional program. And so it's totally different. But. Anyway, so I've been dealing with personalities all week, and then leaving work on Friday, I go to fucking Walgreens, stop at Walgreens, right? Uh -huh. I'm fucking, I got a thing of 7-Up in one hand and a thing of orange juice in the other, <laughs> and I go stand in line, there's this fucking dude, he, he, he looks like he might be homeless. If he's not homeless, he's like he's on the super verge. tweaked out, right? <laughs> right. And, and he's kind of a skinny dude, probably like, I don't know, 5'9", maybe 5'10", right? And he's kind of skinny and shaved head, white guy, maybe... Early 40s, right? And right. he's talking to the girl in front of me, right? And he's kind of harassing the girl in front of me. But I, but she doesn't seem to be scared, and I'm standing right next to her. So if he tries to get too crazy, right, I, I'm okay. Right. So then he looks back at me, and he's like, I don't like you, he says to me, right? <laughs> so I'm just kind of like, I look at him, I'm like, I don't give a fuck, dude. You know what I mean? Right. I just put my head, head forward. And he's like, he's like, look. And he starts rubbing himself, you know, like. Well, he was touching his dick. Well, while yeah, he was but he was like, he was simulating that he was fucking patting himself down. You know what right. I mean? He's like, look, I don't got no gun or nothing. He's like, I'd love to take you outside and whoop your ass. And I just kind of, <laughs> I'm like, like, what the fuck, dude? I haven't said a word to this guy, right? Right. So I look at him, I said, that would be a bad idea, motherfucker, right? And I just look forward again. He's like, oh, you, you think you're, you're acting like a nerd, but I know you think you're a tough guy. I'm like, dude. <sighs> right? So his buddy, right? Uh, everybody's Seth watching growl. this, right? And I'm just like, motherfucker, dude. And I'm thinking to myself, I, I instantly, I go into training mode, right? Right. So I instantly, I don't step towards him, but I just turn to face him, right? Right. And my mind, the, the fucking warrior part of my head that's done, I, I mean, I, I did, I've done kung fu for five years and I've fucking been, I've stood in front of somebody who's thrown a punch at me like, I don't know, 50 million fucking times? You know what right, I mean? That's right. what we're doing constantly. Spar, spar, spar. So I'm standing there. I'm looking at him. I'm like, okay, 
the, this back part of my mind is going, all right, liver, target, boom, fucking balls, target, throat, target. Liver. Yeah, thumb in the eye, target, right? And I'm going, okay, we're fucking, I'm acquiring target. You know right, what I mean? right. like, have, you ever seen, have you ever seen the game Cabela's Hunt? No. Like when it, oh, well, Cabela's Hunt, like, it shows the guy pulls up the rifle and he looks through the scope and he sees the animal and then it shows, like, an x ray vision of the heart beating. Oh, right. yeah. Okay. No, Is I have that seen you? that. So, no, no, uh, yes. <laughs> well, kind of. It's not going that far. I'm just looking at it and I'm thinking, I'm assessing distance and shit. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, dude's like fucking six feet away from me. You know what I mean? If he, if he makes a move for me, I got him for sure. First thing I got to do is drop this shit in my hands. You know what I mean? And then I got to, I got to advance on him, you know, and I'm going to go throat pop, probably. Probably gonna go kicking the balls when he bends forward. I'm gonna uppercut. You know what I mean? I've already right. this shit's already run down ten different scenarios in my head, right? So apparently, I thought the guy was just homeless and in the bar or in the uh, the store, right? But at the counter is one of his buddies, right? Okay. And his buddy looks like he's not a homeless dude, right? He's like a younger cat, maybe in his thirties, early thirties, and he's got like a tank top on and a fuck one of them fucking lame ass floral hats, right? You know, right. fucking new thing. Yeah, like, I don't know why people yeah. are wearing floral hats. Either knock that shit off. Stop wearing a hat that looks like my grandmother's couch, will you please? Stop it. Knock it off. That is not a doily. <laughs> Get that fucking fuck? doily off your head, dude. So anyways. Nice upholstery you have on your head. Yeah, there, that's son. exactly it, dude. Like, <laughs> my grandma had that same couch. Yeah. So the dude, his buddy is like, all right, let me get him out of here, man. Let me get him out of here, right? Right. And I'm thinking, I could fuck this dude up. There's not, I mean, you know, fucking, I'm cool, dude. I can, I can handle this guy, right? Right. I, he, I got maybe 60 pounds on him, you know. Right, right. I'm taller than him. I'm well-trained. You know, I'm thinking to myself, is it worth it to fuck this dude up? What should I do here, you know? Well, plus you just quit smoking, so, right. you know, so you're I'm a little, little bit on edge. edgy, but I didn't say a word to this motherfucker. He just came to me, dude. I didn't do anything. Right. So anyways, the, the dude says, well, let me take him outside, bro. And then he's like, we're not going to have any problems outside, are we? I'm like, not unless you're fucking waiting for me when I get outside. And then his buddy, of course, gets a little ballsy, right? Chested up, right. And so his buddy goes, oh, it, it's like that? I said, here's how it's like, bro. If you're waiting for me when I go outside, both you motherfuckers are going to the hospital, right? And right. fucking, you can see the counter guy, right? The guy working at Walgreens or Rite Aid at the counter. He's just a little buffed out kid. And he's like, yeah, yeah. He's shaking Hell yeah, head, man. Yeah, right? Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm like, look, I'm just fucking letting you know, dude. You guys might think you're fucking tough, dude. But, you know, if I got to go outside, you're both getting fucked up. So I go to the counter and they're like, oh yeah, he's been harassing people all day and fucking, he's in and out of here trying to pick fights with people and shit. What the fuck? And the first thing the guy said to me was, wow. I, I want to pick a fight with you. And then he said, I don't like you. I'm right. like, what the fuck? The one, uh, I'm just going to say that if you you're wanting to- You should have fucked him up. That's so I, Well, dude, I thought about it, but I'm also like, dude, I mean, okay, first of all, I'm in Riverside by myself, right? It's not right. like I'm right around the corner from my pad. I got an hour drive to get home, right? Right. So I'm thinking the cops could show up, you know, fuck, dude. I'm a block from my office where I work, <laughs> right? Which is not fucking good. The cops would be like, what are you doing over here? You, li you live in fucking Menifee. What are you doing over here? Oh, well, I work over there. What do you do? Right. Oh, I'm a counselor for the fucking prison department, prison system. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. Fuck, this is not going to go well, dude. <laughs> well, what I, what I like to say, if you're a tough guy or want to be tough guy or whatever you are and you're looking to fight, why are you going to the Walgreens? Well, to pick I, a fight. I think the guy was out of his fucking Like, mind. shouldn't you, like, go to a bar? Isn't Ask that generally where you go? Like, who's in, who gets up in the morning? You goes, you know what? If I'm going to go pick a fight at Walgreens. Like, was that a fight club assignment? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. He was, I think he was fucked up on something. His eyes were fucking bright red. <laughs> Tyler Durden gave him a fucking thing. He said, you will pick a fight at Walgreens, and you will lose. Like, what the he fuck? He would have fucking lost. Well, yeah, I mean, but I'm, I'm trying to say I'm a tough guy, but this... You know, I'm well trained enough to to be able to handle myself of, with two guys who are either on drugs or fucking drunk or whatever they right. are. You know what I mean? I'm you might catch me slipping and you might crack me a little bit, but I've been hit before and it's gonna take. You better be ready to go the fucking distance if we're swinging. You know, right. I mean? that's all I'm saying. I'm not I'm not trying to be tougher than them, but the point is, I thought about it right, 
And I got home and I told my old lady about it and fucking she was like, well, I'm glad you didn't do that. And then she, you know, she's like, I'm sorry. Because I came home in a fucking shit mood. Right. You know, I'm like, oh, obviously. I'm fired up about the fucking I would have been. Right? And it's hard for me. I'm kind of in a shit mood here in the store. I know. Right <laughs> it's hard for me to walk away, dude, because it's not something I'm used to, right? All through yeah. my 20s, I never walked away from yeah. a fight. Oh, right. you want some, motherfucker? We'll get down right now in the middle of the right aid. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but now I'm a little older and I'm just like, what, really, man? What's the fucking point, right? So I did leave the place and they were. It looked like his buddy was trying to talk him out of some drama, right? They were right. up against the water machine outside. You know, they got the fucking... Oh, the sparkles The sparkles thing. And they're yeah, talking. yeah. And I happened to be parked on the other side of the building, right? So I didn't even see him when I first walked out. I get in the car, of course, and my better nature says, just drive away. Dude. Just drive. Just fuck it. Just leave. Who cares, dude? Right? But then the other part of me said, nah, at least drive by him and see if they throw their hands up. So I did. <laughs> so I fucking turned around. So I'm like, all right, now I'm outside the fucking place. I got My car is started and ready to go, right? Right. Now my mind's thinking, okay... Hop out the fucking car, leave the door open, right? Just walk up to him without even him even looking, dude. Just walk up and smash that motherfucker, right? Right. You know, like I'm thinking, I'm gonna grab him by his fucking throat because he's a little guy, right? Right. I'm just gonna walk up, grab him by one sleeve, pop him in the fucking throat. You know, as I grab him, do like a, a web hand strike right, into the right. throat, so he fucking uh, tag him real quick and then grab him by the throat, step past his far leg and just fucking sweep him, dude. And then just be above him, hand up, ready to fucking pop him in the mouth. Like, you got something to say now, motherfucker? Right. This is the thoughts that are going on in my head, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm getting fucking riled up here, dude. He's getting a little excited. So, I pull by, and the guy is like, he doesn't want to look at me. Like, you could see him. He's looking out the corner of his eye, right? And he sees right. my car, because I'm creeping, right? <laughs> just creeping past him. Just fucking, just... Ice staring him, dude. Just looking at him with fucking ice water in my veins. Like, dude, right. what, motherfucker? Not, I didn't throw my hands up. I didn't say anything. I just fucking stared at him as, yeah. and just creeped right past him. And you could see him standing there talking to his buddy. And he's like looking out the corner of his eyes, like looking over. Oh, fuck, dude, like, there's, oh, that guy, there's that guy. Oh, there's shit. guy there's, don't fuck, act, like, act like we're talking baseball, dude. The guy's right there. We're talking Red baseball. Sox, Red Sox. So Yankees. I pulled away and I was just like, fuck. Now, do you think, now, because I've known you for years and you were yeah. talking about, you know, back in your 20s, you would have been all over this motherfucker, which yeah. is true. You would have. Now, because. You do Kung Fu, what, five years, you said? Yep. Do you think that might have some play into why you made the decision? Ah, you know what? No fucking big yes, deal. Yes, I do. Yeah. I think that the more trained you get, and we haven't ever talked about this on the podcast. The reason we don't talk about my training on the podcast is because I don't want to come off like I'm trying to fucking say I'm tough. You know what right. I mean? The reality is I know that there's all, what I've really learned from doing Kung Fu is that you have no fucking idea who people are. Yeah, because oh, that's for sure. When you're taking classes, you know, like by the way, I don't take Shaolin Kung Fu for people who are listening. It's not right. animal style shit. I don't do forms and all that crap. I take Kung Fu Sansu, which is fucking a very stripped down, uh, real practical street fighting form. It's basically Krav Maga, right? right? It's really where they stole a lot of Krav Maga from. So, anyways, when when you're training, right, they put you in with everybody, right? So they'll pair you up with big guys, with white belts, with yellow belts, with black belts, with all these different types of people. Right. I've been fucking straight hurt in the gym by little women, dude. Like nice. hurt, like holy fucking shit. Right. Flipped over, thrown around by nerds, dude. Guys who with fucking big Coke bottle glasses and, and need a haircut. You know Come what I mean? Like fuck you up. Guys that smell like they've been playing fucking World of Warcraft for the last right, fucking right. four days. What's that smell like? Come Doritos in and, just and Mountain fuck Dew? you up, dude. Like B.O. and fucking, yes, and, and Cheez-Its, dude. You know what I mean? Like, B.O., Cheez-Its, and Vaseline. So you never know, dude. And I think the other thing with, with, with training is that, like, there's aggro bar fighters, right? And those guys are, you know who they are. You know what I yeah, mean? They're oh, fucking yeah. aggro guys who like to fight at the bar. I know, and this without at the risk of sounding cocky right i know that i can handle my own dude i know that there's there's even if you're 
as well trained as I am, or you're tough as nails, or you're way bigger than me. Right. I'm gonna hurt you. I might get hurt, but I'm gonna hurt you. You're gonna hurt me, and that's really the end result of any fight. You yeah. know what I mean? At this stage of the game, the reality is I'm probably gonna break something or seriously injure somebody. Right. You know what I mean? And not because I'm tough, but just because you want to end I'm it not quickly. Gonna, well, no, it's I'm gonna end it quickly. First of all, I'm probably gonna strike first because I'm trained to do that. Right. Third, you're not gonna see me do that fucking cholo type of fight, right? Right. I'm not going to pull my pant legs up, you know what I mean? And do the, orale, come on, come on, and bounce, <laughs> bounce up and down. Come on, motherfucker. Let's go. Let's Grab go. It, let's do this. Grabbing at your belly with your yeah. shirt, pulling yeah. your shirt up. Right. Shit, like, come on, motherfucker. And, and then I'm not going to put my hands up like a gorilla at my right. ears, right? And swing all, that's not going to happen, dude. I'm going to stand precision, right? That reminds me of every fight in junior high. Every fi- <laughs> Okay. And that's still every fight in a bar. Right. right. Unless about- it starts with a sucker punch, somebody gets knocked out quickly. So you mean you're not into the old spaghetti western boxing? Boxing no, here? it's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to stick my hands up, palms open, right there like I'm trying to say I don't want any fucking trouble. You know right. What I mean? And as soon as you raise your hands above your fucking waist, I'm, it's on and cracking, dude. That's what's going to happen. So I, I think learning shit and being well-trained definitely calms you down. And it just when, – when you stand somewhere and somebody walks in – you know, it used to be you, you're standing in line at fucking Circle K, right? Right. Big cholo, big, big fucking gangster dude. Some type of convict guy, you right. know, walks in, tatted all down and shit, and stands next to you and gives you the mad dog, right? And my mind used to go, what's this motherfucker looking at? Fuck that fucking punk, you know what I mean? And, like, I get all fucking, start to get shaky and ready to go, right? right? Now the same guy walks in, and I just kind of look at him and go, yeah, all right, dude. <laughs> dude thinks he's tough. But like, so it's, it's kind of like you swing, it doesn't matter anymore, it, it, you know what I so mean? So it's like an improvement on your, your, your just your self-confidence in general. Yes, all over, which yeah. I think definitely lowers your attitude. Right. Yeah. You know, that's what I think. I see that. I can see that. But that's my week, dude, and I, I think it has to do in part to fucking quitting smoking. Right. For sure. You know right. I mean? <laughs> right. I'm trying to fucking, you know, I don't want to die, dude. Fucking cigarettes are bad, dude. Yeah, they are bad. They're bad. They're, They're are fucking bad. scary, man. I'm fucking They're fucking trying. me up, and you know what? I don't want to wait until they diagnose me with cancer, and I'm fucking 95% sure I'm like... Six weeks away from COPD, so I'm just like, I don't want to do this anymore, dude. What well, the fuck? See, my thing with cigarettes, man, every day I wake up, I smoke that fucking first cigarette, and then I'm fucking hooked for the rest of the day, right? Yep, right. And in the, in the back of my mind, I just keep playing, my dad, my dad, my dad. Right. Yep. He was a smoker, he got fucking lung cancer, leukemia, and he died like in his 50, late 50s, early 60s of it. And here I am, man, pushing 40, I'm thinking... I don't have a whole lot of time left if I keep fucking smoking. Man. No, that's that a big thing, too, is I think scary. I'm fucking 25, dude. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, in I, my mind, I'm still 25. And then I look at my kids. I'm like, man, this is fuck. I got I to gotta do something. So I'm fucking trying. It's fucking you know what's scary is doing the math, right? So when did you start smoking, Chris? <laughs> yeah, I just did When math. did you start smoking? 15, 24 fucking years. Yeah, man. you've been smoking 24 years. A too. pack a day. Easy. Yeah. yeah, that's not fucking good, dude. No, it's not. That's how, that's how I look and at it, And then you do the other math. This is the math that helps me is I do the math. How much I spend on a pack a day, how many days are in a month, how many months are in a year, and how much it ends by the end of the year. And I'm like, fucking $3,000 in the that's fucking That's not even hole. the full. That's not even the full. I mean, that's not even all of it. The rest of it is. The rest of it is how many days extra am I sick when I am sick because I'm smoking. Yeah. Right? And how Which, much money you lose because of that. Because of work and yeah. all that shit. Yeah. No, there's a fucking, you know. I don't know. Right. And then as he tilts back the monster over here, that's another thing I'm trying to get rid of, too, the energy drinks. Well, yeah, they're trying uh, to kill that shit. If I love the energy drinks. We're going back through, to college. Oh, yeah, but we went through your fucking finances the other day and discovered that that's taking a major fucking toll on you between those and cigarettes. You yeah, know? between yeah, those and cigarettes, yeah, it's pretty expensive. You figure, okay, you buy a pack of cigarettes at, what, five fifty six bucks? Yeah. Yeah. And then you do maybe two monsters a day? Yeah. And that's uh, three bucks, three to $4. Yeah. So that's $10 a day. 
It's just on multiplied by thirty fucking days. Yeah, right. that's three hundred dollars fucking month. Right now you throw gasoline into that. Which, I mean, <laughs> so you start throwing in these little costs into stuff, dude, right? And, and really, before your paycheck's even there, sixty percent of it has gone to what? To gasoline <laughs> right. monsters yeah, I, and cigarettes. I, right. yeah. Where the fuck is? Where's the joy, bro? Where's, where's the, the fucking joy? Where's the joy? I seen, I seen a funny meme the other day. It's like, hey, it's payday. But Did he just say meme? Yeah, he said meme. Memes. It's just meme, dude. No, but know. see, I've heard it both ways. I've heard people say no, it's meme. I and heard people say, say meme, and some people say memes. Meme? It's kind of like tomato, tomato, potato. Motherfucker, I never heard it called a meme. Well, maybe. Yo, kids. That's what some guys call it. Meme over here. But either way, I seen a good one said, hey, Hashtag old people problems. Yo, yay. It's all yay payday, but my check is already spent. At least I have my smokes and my monster. Right, right. Well, that's fucking see. And then I seen that. I was like, that's my life. That's oh, how you God. stay on the rabbit wheel, dude. That's all <laughs> yeah. that makes you happy, yeah, man. Exactly. That's it. Chris, how was your week, man? Uh, it was good. I had to teach this week. Diagnostic class. It was all right. Not yeah. too bad. A lot of preparation involved. And so it fucking drains me, man. Because every night I got to come home. I got to do preparation for the next day. And say, okay, well, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? And then I got to kind of assess the students I have in class so I can teach the class directed specifically toward them because everybody has a different learning capability. Yeah, yeah. And then you get the guys that are in class and they just kind of stare off at the wall. It doesn't matter how you approach it. They just, yep. they're just not right. fucking there. And that, I'm standing there, and that drives me nuts. Inside, I kind of get, motherfucker, we're here for a fucking reason. <laughs> oh, you think it's bad there, dude? <laughs> Try teaching a bunch of convicts who don't want to fucking be there, dude. Oh, right. yeah, no, I Try that it. on for fucking and then, size, And dude. then the worst part is, you know, these guys, and, and I'm just generalized, you get these guys in a classroom, and then you, and some of them think they know fucking everything. Yeah. And then they start spitting out what they know, and they really don't know shit, but they'll argue to the death about what you're teaching them from right. the book per the actual manufacturer of the fucking product and your own fucking hands-on experience. It's like, if I could just strangle a motherfucker, I'd be so much better today. Yeah, well, you can't do it. Yeah, you can't do it. What about so you, Seth? You got to go about the respect. Uh, mine was good, man. Standard week. We're keeping up on uh, switching over to 410s here. So this next week coming up will be my last week of 5.8s, and then we're switching to 410s. So four 10-hour days. Four 10-hour days, Three-day yeah. weekend. Three-day weekend every week. Extra That's cool. So just uh, just chugging along, man. My job is fairly low fucking stress, like it really is. Like I leave it at work. I don't have to to come home and stress on it too much. Must be fucking nice. I'll it tell is. You what. It's it's pretty nice, you know. You deal with uh, different shit at work, different people, fucking bosses that don't know what the fuck they're talking about, and uh, yeah. Well, that's fucking everywhere. That's everywhere. Any company, anywhere. And guys you work with that, you know, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about and different shop politics and all that. But, you know, it's the standard shit. Like, I just leave it at home and come home and fucking watch Justified until my ears bleed. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds fucking nice. I have a minor fucking anxiety attack every time I go to hit the email button on my phone. Right. All right. I'm at home chilling, watch TV, fucking post it up. The whole day's over. I'm going to hit the email and it's going to be like, we need this form right now. I'm like, fuck this, dude. But, But really, I've been thinking lately that I made the wrong choice of careers. Is that right? Really? Yeah, I did. I made the wrong choice of careers. What should you have been? Wait, 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 wait. Goat roper. I should have been a uh, DEA agent. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> tell us how come. Is what I should have been. I should have been a DEA <laughs> nice segue. agent. Tell us how come. Because uh, apparently down in Columbia, it, uh, and that's the spot that you want to be a DEA agent, I've heard right? Yet. I guess so. These guys, is fucking... Okay, so these are... This is the agency for the United States that is in charge of taking down cartels and, and fighting the war on drugs. Far right? more than that. They take down cartels. They they have uh, boots on the ground in Afghanistan for dealing with the fucking haji. Right. Uh, and when I say haji, I mean the re- well-respected men, not just... I'm not calling them all hajis. The guys right. who have made the trek to Mecca, right? The guys who are like Haji Jumakan, the guys who are running 
the heroin trade. Right. Yeah. Right. So these guys are fucking. These guys are in charge of the global war on drugs. Yes, that's basically correct. for right. the United States. Okay, and so what they're doing down in Colombia, or what they were doing for like a six-year period, is they were going to cartel-funded hooker parties. <laughs> basically, is what this is, right? So why? They, they, <laughs> why I'm the fuck s- not <laughs> to get their <laughs> oh, to get their joints copped? I Sorry, think. Let well. me, let me re- <laughs> that's why let you go re- to a fucking hooker party, re- right? Let me rephrase the question: Did they do it to serve like a? purpose that was going to benefit them other than getting yes. sex? Yes, the benefit okay. is that their balls will be empty when they <laughs> right. leave. That's that the, is the benefit. It, it, Nose it, full of coke, empty balls. It releases workplace tension, <laughs> is what it is. Okay? They're far I really think le- we should imp- implement this into the United States, don't they're, you? They're far less likely to savagely beat and shoot there it is. An unarmed man. Woo! We got one. If they've had their joint copped recently. Yes. You know what I mean? But no, that's... And so, these the fucking cartels are paying the hookers, right? Right. And then they had government officials from Colombia, not like United States government officials. These are dirty ass uh, government officials from Colombia who are providing security for the hooker and coke fueled fuck parties. DEA for parties. the DEA agents. You know, so like, what is it? First, we had the Secret Service are getting their joints caught well, by yeah. hookers, right? And yeah. now we got the DEA agents getting their joints caught by hookers. Well, listen, like, I think it's like this. If you, if I'm a DEA agent, you give me $100,000, right? Right. I got to hide that somewhere. I'm going to get busted for that, right? Yeah, right. Sure. But if I'm a DEA agent who's stationed in Colombia and you say, check it out, how would you like to have your dick sucked and your balls licked at the exact same time every day for the next fucking six months? Right. We can, we can make that happen. Buy any one of these that you and, want. And who's going to bust you? You know what I mean? Well, th- that's the thing is this, uh, this study that was done and the, the, the guys that found this out is there was a bunch of these DEA agents that were getting gifts from the big cartel guys yeah. of like money and drugs and guns and explosives. Of course. Yeah. You know, and, and so we got the global fucking war on drugs, and the only people that the war on drugs are benefiting are the cartels yeah. and the DEA. Of course, yeah. You know, you know I, I, I can't... I was talking to somebody, theoretically, hypothetically, who who said, uh, <laughs> and the person may have at one point in time been involved in some sort of drug dealing. May, possibly. May, possibly. Illatory saw it on gangland. I, yeah, and she... It was actually a woman, and she said... I said... She said she wanted to start a business, right? So I said, oh, yeah, what kind of business do you want to start? You know, blah, blah, blah. And I was joking. I'm like, well, you know, you're, you've done drug businesses before. You're going to move to Colorado and, and open a, right. a pot thing? And she said, no, nah, it's legal now. I said, what do you mean? What, what, <laughs> is, what does that mean? She said, there's no money in it. It's legal now. Oh, wow. That's So going to the conversation that we're always having about legalizing drugs and how it right. takes power out of the cartel, right? This is a person who has dealt with the cartel, who has worked for the cartel at one point, done some time for that, right? Right. Now saying there's no money in marijuana anymore because, because it's legal. It's, it's legal. You can do it here. There's no money in it, right? That's so huge. that proves the fucking point that we're always making that if you legalize this shit, you take the power away from the goddamn cartels. Right. The question is, are we ever going to legalize cocaine and fucking heroin? You know well, what I mean? Well, that's such a thorny problem, man. Like, it is. You, you definitely don't want, at least I don't want, I mean, maybe some people do, but I don't want, like, I don't think it's cool that you can, for you to be able to go to the Circle K and get a fucking, get an eight ball of smack and a teen or a coke. Like, I don't know that that's the best fucking answer. Well, I think that you got to start <laughs> with reducing the sentence, right? Right. You got to decriminalize it first. Yeah, because yeah, that's definitely. just costing us more fucking money, dude. You know, but the DEA agents that are getting their dick sucked, I'm not surprised by that. No, me neither. Bit, you no, know I mean? me neither. Like, it, they're, of course they're going to get their dick sucked. I mean, that has got to be the, 
dirty fantasy of every fucking DEA agent, right? <laughs> and not the hookers, not just the hookers in general, but being around, I mean, you're making what? 65? Look up how much a DEA agent makes. DEA agent wages. Sure. Right. Look that, see what you got there. Give me so I'm going to guess, uh, let's take a guess. What do you think, Seth? I'll say 65. I'm going to say, I'm going to say closer to 80. I'm going to say, yeah, yeah, okay. Probably 75 grand would be base pay. That's, that's what I'm right. going to say. 75 yeah. grand. You're probably Basically. right because if you're globetrotting form, if you're going like other countries, well, it's getting... going to depend on what level you get up to. Because I think you're a GS something. They, they go right. under government fucking, you know, GS whatever. But so if this guy's making, as soon as Chris finds that, let's assume he's making seventy five grand, right? Right. You're not making a ton of money, okay? You're living upper middle class, right? right. But you're around crazy money, insane wealth, crazy money, right? right? You're busting things coming across the border or busting a conspiracy that's into like. A hundred fucking tons of, right. of meth, right? A hundred fucking with a street a billion value dollars, of a billion right. dollars, right? right? So you're if you're around that much money all the time, don't you? You know, it's that Nietzsche fucking thing, right? Right. He who wrestles with monsters must take care not to become the monster himself. Yeah. Right? For for the longer it's, you gaze into the, the abyss, abyss, the, the, the abyss, the abyss gazes, gazes back, into back into you. So right. basically, what that's saying is, is that when you're fighting these things, right? That stuff becomes you, you start to get jealous of what the other side is, right? Of course. So I'm this guy with a gun who's making 75k a year, trying to battle right. these guys who don't give a fuck about me, and I'm ma- and they're making 75k an hour, right? You know? Like like I've got like a regular standard issue government model Glock, and this dude's got a gold plated AK-47. And, you know yeah, what I mean? And a resort on the beach, right, and right. A fucking yes, a harem of women, a harem you know. of women. He's got a thousand head of Arabian horses. And yeah, fucking. eventually that stuff has to become, you know. Chris, looking on Glassdoor, that's where you want to go. Glassdoor, and then you want to go to DEA agent. That's yeah. Glassdoor gives you uh, all different types of how much money you make in any different industry and different where you live and all that stuff. So go to Glassdoor and check that out. During training, they receive about forty thousand. Okay, that's training. And then once posted, the agent will receive a salary rating from GS seven up to GS nine, which was uh, from fifty to fifty five. And then they get a 25% a differential rule for shift rotation and, and stuff like that. So and pro- then, it sounds like it's lower. It comes out to about 70 when no, all that actually, shit's done. actually, here it is. DEA, DEA agent salaries, 45675 yeah. Jesus Christ, I make more than DEA. But then within four years, <laughs> within, well, four, within four years, the agents may advance to a GS-13 pay level, which offers a salary as high as 92. So okay. it's going it, to... So we're, we're about right. It's right. A, Sounds like the average that you hit that nut number in the middle, we're about 65, 70 K. 65, right? 70 K. Well, they also have one here listed. Special agent can be up to 141,475. That's going to be a supervising yeah, officer. No, no, then they have a supervisory special agent and they put on there not applicable. So I'm sure that could that's be way higher. Way yeah. Higher. That's way higher. And that's who got busted in the horror parties was special agents. It was special agents that were doing it. Yeah. It, it was the guys who have the autonomy to go out and, and, and make these things happen. So they're in the field. They're dealing with people. They're, they're uh, like the special forces of the DEA, basically. Right. And so it's those cats that are going to hooker parties thrown by the cartels. Well, I mean, after a certain amount of time. Yeah, they were like orgy parties. Yeah, it? yeah. Not just getting your sick duck, like orgies. Well, after did a you, certain amount of time. Did, did you say getting your sick duck? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sick, my sick duck. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to keep it clean. My duck is sick. <laughs> trying to keep the language. I got clean, a sick duck over here. I need a, vet- <laughs> I need a veterinarian. Quick! I have a sick I duck. My duck is sick. <laughs> I think you have a sick bird too. This is illegal. <laughs> no, so that's a horrible foul. So, oh, <laughs> no. So 
I, it doesn't surprise me, man. The longer you're, no, this is the problem with cops too, right? So we have all these cops who who have this us versus them mentality, right? right. And we're seeing a fucking shit ton of violence where, where cops are concerned, right? Right. I think that you need to rotate these guys in and out of service. You have to. I think they should be on the street for like six months and then on a desk for a while, and the whole time that they do this, they should be under care of a, a shrink. Yeah. I mean, the whole fucking well, time. Well, and you have to modify their training, because, like, you look, at, uh, you look at right now, they're getting all this government surplus shit from the government. So they're being trained like soldiers. They have all the gear like soldiers. Yeah. And so most of their time training is spent how to use all that fancy-ass gear, right? Rather than sensitivity training. Rather than and- sensitivity training or non-lethal approaches, stuff like that. And so you look at all these instances where... You know, you're dealing, they're fucking with some unarmed, uh, crazy guy on the street, right? Yeah. And the crazy guy charges them. Uh, their first response is to pull their pistol and start shooting. Right. Like, you would think that your first response to an unarmed man charging you would possibly be to uh, grab a taser? Well, yeah, see, there's uh, some Maybe some pepper spray? And, and we talked about this, uh, just us amongst ourselves, right. Day, right? So we're standing around, we're talking about how... Well, it sounds like they need sexual training, too. Well, here, <laughs> I guess the federal ones do. How to receive a blowjob. In our area right here. Okay. So in our area, you got a, a vast, it's very diverse. Right. Okay. So you go two miles up the fucking freeway here, right? Right. Well, maybe 10 miles up the freeway. Go 10 miles up the freeway, you have a neighborhood that is predominantly African-American and Hispanic, right? Right. I mean, almost everybody that lives there is, the, the, the percentage is probably very, very high minority, very low uh, white Americans, Right. right. And then if you look at all the cops, the cops all come from really white, uh, right, you know, button right. down neighborhoods, right? Yeah. Upper middle class, very Republican neighborhoods like Temecula or Marietta, yeah. right? And then they station them to work in Paris or Moreno Valley, right? Right. Which our, our listeners who aren't from this area won't know what the fuck we're talking about, but just imagine that Moreno Valley and Paris is the, the, you know, fuck it, the darker neighborhoods, right? Right, right. And Temecula is very white, right? So if this kid went to Temecula High School, right? Lived in a white neighborhood, grew up around all white people, goes to this place, and you make, you give him a badge and a gun fresh out of the military, right? Right. Or fresh out of the, out of the, out of high school, but most of the time these guys go to the military first, right? Usually mid twenties. Yeah, mid twenties. So in your mid twenties, you've never fucking met a black guy, right? Or the only black guys you've ever hung out with were in the service, right? Right. And you don't know anything about uh, impoverished African-Americans or impoverished Hispanics, right? Right. Now it's your job to police their neighborhood, and you've never fucking spoken to them. You have right. no cultural diversity in your background at all, right? And then you're pulling for your gun constantly because you're scared shitless. Yeah. You're fucking scared all the yeah, time. Right. Definitely. Now, I'm not defending the cops. I'm saying there's something wrong with the way this system is working. Well, we used to have what, what they called community policing where where it's people from that community that that police that community and before and, mafias we could do that right now you don't you don't want people knowing where you live on right. you know this is where you and your family live on this street on this corner you know what right. I mean? but so when, i'm not sure i i agree with community policing well but when we got away from that and it was and it was reagan that that did this it was reagan that started giving all the surplus uh surplus weaponry uh-huh to the police departments, right? Because right. he started like he started the war on drugs and was going to take it a very like like a literal war on drugs. Yeah. We're going to ramp up the war on drugs. So he starts sending like all the surplus the personnel right, carriers, the the right. They get the fucking those they get cars. the riot gear, the body armor, all this shit. Right. He starts. He makes a directive that the Pentagon is going to sell all is going to give all the police forces all this artillery, right? And then. 
so, so the police get all this shit, but in order to get more next year, they have to use the stuff they have at yeah, least once a year. That's the ridiculous. Fucking, that's the that's ridiculous some thing. Up right? shit. So, so now you have all these small town police forces that are getting all this cool ass fucking gear. Which, if I'm a cop and they're sending me an armored fucking yeah. personnel carrier, body armor, helmets, AR-15s, like I'm like fuck yes because I like toys. Well, fucking- and also you want to anytime you're trained for anything, right? This goes back right. to the martial arts thing. Anytime you're trained for anything, you want to use it. Of yeah, course. For you know sure. what I mean? Why the fuck did I get trained like, for all this, this shit they just if I'm never going to use it? They gave me this MP5. I know everything about it. Watch. Right. You don't get right. to do that, though. So guess what? They get trigger right. happy and they get and antsy. They get anxiety over. over well, and you get us versus them. You get yeah. us versus them. Which is that we're on this team and we're the bad mother. We're the good guys and you're the bad guys. And cops, you know, I've worked out with cops. I've fucking done... Uh, martial arts with cops. A lot of them are really nice guys. Right. If there's some way for them to feel like you're on their team. Right. You know what I mean? So in the studio, when I'm working out doing kung fu with these guys, right, I'm in some way on their team, so they're cool to me. Right? right. And they, they treat me equally. When you're working out, you're in some way on their team with them, so they treat you equally. But if you just met the guy in the grocery store, he's a standoffish fucking dickhead. Right. You know what I mean? And that that's comes from it's the nature of their job. So we, they have to be as that a way. people, we got to figure out what's a better way to fucking do this. There's a, a a city, and I can't remember the fucking name of the city right now. Rogan was talking about it the other day where they didn't have the money to pay for their police force. Right. Okay. Their police force had gotten crazy with the the unions that they had and all that. You know, the, the right. money went up so high they couldn't afford to pay for it. So these guys hired a private security firm. Really? To police their city, right? And their crime rate has gone down by a crazy amount all because of the different tactics that they're using. Right? Okay. So they didn't just send out equal policing to every other area, right? So if you live in a fancy neighborhood, right? Okay. You want police there. Right. Okay. But the truth is they don't need to be there. Right. 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 Because there's less crime in that neighborhood. Right. So in order for equality's sake and to not to be politically correct, you even out where the police force is. Right. Right. But in this instance, they actually sent only the cop, the, the, these private cops to police the areas very heavily where the crime always is. Right. Right. And to be less so where there's not as much crime. You know what I mean? In these nicer neighborhoods. Their crime rate went down by some crazy fucking number. The violence went down by some crazy number. And the other reason it went down by some crazy number is now this is a company where if you did something dirty, right, I can call your boss and right. say, hey, Officer Fry of the fucking Acme fucking private policing force, right, right. right, just grabbed his dick when he was talking to my wife and made a lewd comment. And that doesn't go through a union rep. That doesn't go through the whole fucking... Uh, the bureaucratic fucking system. There's no fucking uh, thin blue line in the wall of secrecy. Right, None of that right. shit. It goes to your boss, and your boss says, you did what? You're fucking fired. Get out of here. Right. Right? We're going to investigate this. Oh, it's proven that you did it. You're out of here. You're fired. Now, the inability for us to do that with regular police forces, right, with our actual police forces, right. keeps things... None of these complaints go anywhere. No, they don't. And the, the other thing that, that has made a lot of news is there's... There's different cities and towns that are putting uh, cameras on their cops. Yes, right? and I think that's a fantastic. It's a great idea. idea. And then they found, surprisingly enough, that it's only effective when the cops can't turn off the camera. Of course, you know what I mean. Oh yeah, yeah duh. Why are they giving? They're giving cops these cameras, and then they're giving them the fucking option to turn this shit off. No, the whole point is, and and let's face it, if you're going to be a cop, and you're going to go out there, and you're in charge of policing people and we're going to give you the responsibility we're going to give you a gun yeah we're going to give you a badge we're going to do all that there needs to be 
some oversight on your behavior. Right. You know, there has to be. There has to be. And it, and it, it has to come Definitely. at a level like you can't. Be, it's way too much power to give anybody. It's way too much power to give anybody without some fucking oversight. And so. And the oversight it, shouldn't come from within that system. No. No. Fuck, no it should be all. third party. It's got to be third party, and there has to be some fucking accountability. Like I, you want to know what I think? I think those fucking cameras should feed to the internet, and at any given fucking time, it's a live you stream. should be able to go on there and be like, to our Lake Elsinore Police Department, right? Click. I want to see what Officer fucking Jones is doing. I don't know if you can do that for safety reasons and shit, because then you know where yeah, the fuck somebody the cops might be. Are okay, right. then how about Jones. after their fucking shift? Yes. As soon as like their that. shift is over, that sh- that whole video uploads, and we can watch their whole behavior throughout their whole shift Something. on YouTube. And, and then be able to comment, rad. and then be able to comment on the videos, right? Right. To underneath that, be able to say that seemed a little fucking shady, and have people say, "Oh, that broke the fucking the constitution here. Right. And that broke right. this guy's rights, and that was bullshit." And you know what I mean? Right. And be able to have community oversight over what the fuck these cops are doing. Right. Not okay. Fine. Not live. You're right. Not live. That would be dangerous. Yeah. But at the end of the shift, upload his fucking deal. Something. There's got to be something. Yeah, and it'd be like a reality show. That'd be kind of neat. It, it would be, bitching. but a cool reality show. Be like, yeah, I'm gonna go to YouTube and watch cops today. Well, right. it, it would be neat in that, right? And and if you oh, want to, my house. Fine, make it a subscription. <laughs> hey, I got pulled it- over. Let's watch it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Why don't you make exactly. it a subscription service, dude? Right. Where everybody has, everybody can pay five bucks to watch whatever their cops, whatever cops they right. want, dude. You know and then I mean? we can pay for the police force. And then right you can there. pay the police force that way. Right. You know. You know, it's a good idea. Here's an article on that thing you were talking about about that private security thing in the city. Oh, yeah, yeah. What city was it? It was in uh, Sharpston, Texas, yeah, back yeah. in 2012. Okay. So what they did is they made a decision, a controversial decision, to say, all right, check it out. We're not going to renew the contract with police de- local police department. We're going to go to this uh, company called Seal Security. Seal Security. That's third it. Party yeah. Yeah. And it says here, since Seal Security Solutions took over law enforcement in Sharpston, crime has reportedly dropped 61% in just 20 months. You know why? Jesus. You want to know why it's dropped 61%? That's crazy. Because they don't have quotas to reach. Yeah. So they only prosecute shit that actually happens. Actually happens. Because there's no way. They don't have to sit on on the street corner and say, I got to make 15 tickets today. So this guy who makes a right on red without fully fucking stopping when nobody else is at all four fucking corners, I'm not going to give him a ticket because that's just bothering that guy. And we work for these people. And because of that exactly what you just said, right? There's not all these frivolous lawsuits going on in court. And it actually saved the taxpayers up to $200,000 each year. Yeah. Because they're only worrying about the real shit. This gets into... And it's, it's crazy. a fucking shitty subject. But I, I got to talk about it. Okay. It gets into the value of unions in America today. It does. Because yeah. the, the reality is, and we've talked about this before, and people are going to get pissed, and I don't care. I'm pro-union. Yeah, okay? me too. I've always been pro-union. I think that they created the middle class. We know they created the middle class. There's a reason for unions. It, it keeps the corporations from being able to keep us as slave labor forever. Right. Although, with the temp... Uh, movement now that's it's, happening anyways. Well, basically, if you work a 40-hour work week, if you have paid holidays, if you have all that stuff, thank you, union. No, that's true. But the problem is that sometimes unions can ratchet up the cost of things so high that the corporation has no choice but to cut things other places right. or to increase their costs. And, and I'm not saying that's always going to happen, but it definitely has happened in certain areas. Look at uh, healthcare, for instance. Right. right. My mother's a fucking member of the United Nurses Association. I'm not... Saying she shouldn't get paid what she gets paid. But nurses should get paid 40, 50 bucks an hour. I agree with that, right? Right. Teachers should get paid 40, 50 bucks an hour. Cops should get paid 35, you know, 25, 35 bucks an hour. All right. right. But should the checker at Stater Brothers make 50 bucks an hour? 
No. It's, you know. Ah, but they do, bro. I know they do. Some do. But and here, I have friends who are in I, the Checkers Union. I do, too. And I don't want to take their money from them. But do they? Do, I mean, is that a job? We've had this argument or right. this discussion. Right. Is that a job that should make $50 an hour? Well, here's the thing is, it, 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 is you have to have both, right? You have to have both. You have to have union and non-union businesses. And this is, this is the way that I view it because... With your union businesses, what they do is they force the non-union the non-union businesses sure. to give higher Especially wages. Especially construction, yes. prevailing wage. Right. They, well, no, even like like in warehouses. Okay, so you got a warehouse that's ran by fucking uh, Greenleaf Acme Products, right? Yeah. And they're non-union, and so they want to keep the unions out. And so what they do is they pay their people better, they give their people a little bit better benefits, they treat their people better, so that the people don't go to the unions. Okay, hang on though. Let me, let me, can I, I got something. Okay. Me. Okay. And this is dear to my heart. The reason it's dear to my heart is because most of my clients that I work with right. end up in this situation. Okay? okay. What's happened in the warehousing industry, all right, is that unions need, when they come to unionize, they need a certain amount, a, per, a percentage of the building to right. sign off, right? In order for them to say, okay, we're going to unionize this building, right? It's why they come out and they, they pass out cards and they say, you know, right. fill out this card that says you want to be union. You know what I mean? And they pass all this stuff out and they try and get a percentage of the workforce. And I'm not, I don't remember what that percentage is, right? Right. But in order to get a vote and actually get shit going legally, they have to have a certain percentage of that workforce that wants to be union. Right. Okay. Which, you know, if you go to like a Walmart place and they're, the guy's making 18 bucks an hour and the union guy says your starting wage with us will be 25. That guy's going to sign that paper. Right. But here's what they do in a lot of warehouses, right? And, and ones that you've heard of and may work for and included, right? What they do is they are now taking a giant portion of that warehouse, right? Right. And they're hiring logistics companies. And those logistics companies only hire temporary labor. Right. Now, because they're temporary labor, right, and they're not a full-time position, that means that the, the number of people, okay, who are going to sign on for the union is going to be far less because those right. temporary workers don't qualify to sign up to be in that union unless it was a temporary workers union. You see what I'm saying? Right. So now they can't, they're, they're able to pay the rest of the company a very good wage comparable to the union, which would be silly for them to try and unionize because they're like, no, nah, man. I get good benefits. Right. I got a, I got good fucking vacation pay. I'm making 26, 27 bucks an hour for the job that I do or 15 or 16 for just a regular pickers type of job, you know? Right. What I mean? I'm making decent money and I got a good fucking gig out here. I don't want to do that. But 60% of that warehouse's labor is temporary, yeah. right? And well, it's never the truth is is almost never going to become permanent. It's not temporary labor anymore. It's fucking you're fucked forever, all right? Now, certain companies, big giant ones, companies like uh you know, overstock.com, Amazon, those types of companies, they are, they're pretty notorious for being good at shifting a decent portion of those guys from temporary to permanent. Right. But still pretty small. I think last year, the numbers, when we were looking at them, the numbers were going to be something like, uh, I think 20% or something, right? Right. So it's still a pretty small number that's actually going to make it permanent. You know what okay. I mean? And so these guys are stuck being temporary labor forever, right? right? So you can't unionize them, and that company is in no danger of unionizing because right. it's, it doesn't have enough of a fucking workforce to unionize in the first place. So right. they go into this temporary thing, which makes it almost physically impossible to get them unionized. They have the opportunity, you're saying they have a chance to maybe get hired on... In some companies. In, they have the opportunity, like Amazon and, and uh, Walmart, of course, is not a union place, but and a lot so, of these places that hire, they do have... 
some ability to do that. But I, I think if you look at the numbers of temporary labor, the people that are actually converting from temporary to full-time, right. it's almost fucking nothing, man. Well, it's it, almost nothing. It depends on who you're talking about. See, the, the company I work for now is the first company I've worked for that uses temp labor. Yeah. And um, they they convert over a pretty high percentage, at least our building. What percentage? Um, God, I think there was... The, well, but, but see, you have to look at that they have peak season... Uh, and then regular season, yes, but yes. I think like uh, 600 jobs got converted over. Okay, out of how many, though? I need to know I, a percentage. I don't know. See, that sounds great, but if you're working in a giant building or there's fucking four giant buildings, right. 600 jobs is not very much. Yeah, no, see, I don't know, So that, but that's the thing. But And I had never thought about the uh, the third party as a that's way to keep the union That's why they use out. logistics right. companies in the first place, dude. Right, but what? And that's fucked up. I can't even. I'm out of love. That's fucked up, man. You know, like I'm a pro union guy, but I do think that there needs to be both. And then I think that non union places keeps the union kind of honest. You know, it 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 keeps them looking for ways to make things better for their people. And it, it like if you have if you have everything union. You know, then the union doesn't have to try and make things better. They own everything. They're they're right, good. Right. And then if you have everything non-union, like the right to work states and shit, then the company doesn't have to make things better to keep the union out. And so I, I think a balance of the two. You know, it's like it's like your checks and balances in Congress. And in the, you know, I get it. If you get a balance of the two, then it, it works better. But there's a lot of interests that are at work against the worker in the United States. There's a lot of interests at work that are against. You know. Uh, you look at the right to work legislation. That's that disgusting. Is, it is pure fucking anti union legislation. Of course, yeah. And if you look at the stats, they're making like twenty five to thirty percent less in right to work states right. than they than they are in non right to work states. And how it gets sold is you don't need a union telling you what to do. You don't want to pay your union dues. Like I've worked union, you know. So I, yeah. And sure, but I paid my union dues, but then I also didn't pay for health insurance. Right. And my union, <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah, my exactly. union dues were ten percent of the hundred percent more money than I was right, making. Right. Right. You know. So it's either pay your union dues, right, and make ninety percent more money, or don't pay union dues and make ninety percent or hundred percent less money. Right. And it's so, like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? <laughs> you know. You know, and like uh, the place I work at now is non-union, and I think. That the union wouldn't work for that business model, but still, the fact that there's a union out there, right, uh, means that means that the guys in my field get paid more. Yeah, well, it keeps I think your company competitive. It keeps in my the company competitive, yeah. right? Hell yeah, I dig on unions. I'm just saying that at some point, some of these unions are a little silly. They are, and they're, they're constantly asking for more money and more money, more money, more money. And yeah, they deserve more money, I guess, depending on who we're talking about. Does a nurse who went to fucking college uh, right. and had to get a degree or a certification in what she does, does she deserve to catch a good bump every year? Absolutely. I yeah. think so. Does the guy who checks your... I hate to say this because I know there's a friend who's... But whatever. Does the guy who checks your groceries deserve 35 40 bucks an hour? I don't know if he deserves 35 40 bucks an hour, but I'm just going to say it right now. I don't think that anybody who works 40 hours a week in this country should be living on a poverty wage. No. Okay, that's fine. I'm not talking about pushing people back to a poverty wage. Right. I'm talking about if you're a fucking grocery checker and you're making 40 fucking dollars yeah, an hour. No, that's yeah, that's Somebody who went to college is making yeah, $18 no, an hour. Yeah, 40 bucks bullshit. an hour for I'm a totally checker not, is crazy. Look up the checker's union wages, dude. Look them up. Yeah, I'm totally not comfortable with the whole... Fucking $35 an hour to fucking check and bag my fucking groceries. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I, that number's pulled out of my ass, but I know it's a lot of money on top of their benefits and all that shit. You know what I mean? You have to look that stuff up. This guy, he's in a union, so he gets $35 an hour, say, right? Uh-huh. And you have a nurse. Yeah. She fucking busted her ass, went to college, paid for college, 
fucking probably in still debt. has student loans. Yeah, still fucking in debt from student loans and is making maybe twenty five dollars an hour. But well, they they do good. They, yeah, they're some, well, okay, we're just saying like kind of like an entry level, and and they're in they're in part kind of saving lives in a sense. Sure, of course they are. Yeah, yeah, physical well being and right, kind, right. you know all that stuff. But the checker, however, he could have been this fuck off through school. And just got a job a fucking, at Staters or, or at Albertsons or whatever. decided one day I'm going to quit smoking weed and get a job at Staters. And right. then 10 years later, he's making 35 bucks an hour. What's the, what's the wait, Seth? Did you okay. pull it up? Yeah, no. I you got a glass door there? Uh, yeah, it's um, work.crone.com. But um, it says that the starting rate is between eight forty and nine fifty an hour with increases after they've clocked a certain number of hours. What company? Um, this is for the Grocers Union. This okay. is the United Federation of Grocers, uh, the UFCW. Okay. Uh, Look up Stater Brothers Checker, Chris. Well, that's what I'm trying to find. Grocery right now. clerks with the service of five years or more generally earn the maximum rate allowable within the contract, which is between 1870 and 1980 an hour. Okay, so, so, so twenty bucks eight, an hour. So they get twenty bucks an hour plus their benefits and all. Their plus package their, is worth thirty five bucks. Yeah, an hour. probably probably their package <laughs> is worth that much. Now, but, what we say about what we mean by packages, that's with your benefits and all that stuff yeah. paid out by the company, right? Yeah. What so that's got? money in its in its own. I'm laughing because I'm looking this stuff up and it pulls up like the base pay, like he said. Then it right. shows all the ch- grocery chain brands and it's all just XXX. Like we're not telling you shit. Yeah, they're right. not, they're <laughs> not but see. You. But like those numbers, I'm okay with. I'm okay with the checker making 18 bucks an hour. Are you okay with that checker making 35 bucks an hour? With having a package, that's really yeah. What that checker? No, made. no, I am because because the company is is required from under that contract to provide for their retirement, to give them health benefits, and all that goes into the package. Right. And I'm fine with it. You know, like I don't think that just because you work checking boxes that makes you less of a person. Question is this though: in know, California. Is that the same wage? Because I think it's fucking higher. I think that's the the national average. And I think because I know I personally I know, know that a union guy, like a union pipe fitter out of fucking local two fifty in L A, he makes more money than a guy in fucking uh, in Podunk, Oklahoma makes. It's not a national fucking. It's, it changes throughout the states. You know what I mean? I personally know somebody who works for Stater Brothers as a checker. Uh huh. And they're making over thirty dollars an hour. That, see, that's what I'm saying. That's crazy. That's what I'm saying. Dude. Yeah, no. So that's that's high, and that's definitely uh, the union, uh, like on its way to working themselves out of a contract. You know, well, that's that, what they're doing, and that's what they do, and that's the downside of the union is the union is always trying to get more. You know, and I've worked at a place where you got these guys that are running a forklift that are making twenty five, twenty six bucks an hour. Right. You know, and then you got contract coming up. And these guys are all posturing, getting all crazy. We're not going to pay anything on our benefits or we're going to strike. And like, for me, I'm skilled labor. Like, I can go work union. I can go work non-union and make about the same pay. Right. You know, because I'm skilled labor. But these guys are running forklifts and I'm sure that these guys are very good at what they do. But at the same time, you got to be realistic. Like, where else are you going to go to be making 25, 26 an You're hour? Not. A running a forklift. No, in the building next door, they're making nine fifty to eleven dollars an hour running. Right, a and, and so not only are they running a forklift for nine fifty to eleven dollars an hour, but they're on a fucking uh, uh, performance deal. They have to fucking hit their blue chip bonus. And well, all. that's everywhere. They have to haul ass and make sure they're doing all this stuff properly. No, but I'm saying, the, yeah, that's fine. You got me at a certain standard. I have to reach if right. I'm making twenty five bucks an hour. If I'm making eight bucks an hour, fuck you and your performance standard. You know what I mean? Right. So there's a disparity going on, and I don't know that you, that unions are always good. No, they're that's not. That's what I have to say. You they're know not I mean? always good. They're not always good. The threat of the union is good, but I I think that definitely there's uh, we have a middle class in America that is shrinking rapidly. Yeah. 
you know, and a lot of that is caused by the death of the unions. You got Reagan, who's a, a big union buster, which is crazy because he was backed by the unions to be governor of California. He was a fucking in yeah. the SAG. Yeah, he was a the union. The Screen Actors Guild is he's a, a union, union guy. Yeah, he he's was a, a movie star. Yeah, and, if a, you, and if anybody heard what he just said, the middle class is shrinking rapidly. Doesn't mean that, okay, the, the middle class is getting smaller and they're moving up the chain. They're actually moving down. Yeah, yeah they're right. moving down the That's chain. That's the right. fucking thing so nobody the poverty, wants to say. The, the poverty point. level Chris Gaylor gets off a good one. <laughs> the poverty level is getting higher. Right? Yeah. Well, and the cost of, you know, I'm reading a book about time travel. Okay, <laughs> it's a Stephen King book, right? <laughs> it's eleven twenty two sixty three. Right? Completely reliable source. That's no, a great book. No, 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 no. It's not about a source. The point is, they're talking about money and the way people lived in the fifties, right? Right. He goes back to the fifties. The deal is, the percentage your house was only, you know, what percentage of your annual income was the cost of your house, right? Right. And yeah. now that different, that's a massive difference, right? Huge. So you made eight nine thousand dollars a year, you know what I mean, or ten thousand dollars a year in the upper middle class. But your house only costs uh, eighteen grand. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Whereas now you make fifty thousand dollars a year, but your house costs five hundred thousand dollars. Right. There's you know? a there's a huge wealth disparity, and you know, and then it gets into um, the risk get richer and the poor get poor. You know, you have the the big corporations that they they have a vested interest in paying their people less. Of course, that's they, capitalism. Yeah. They have a vested interest. The cheapest in, we can get it the done. Cheapest we, need to we get it can done. get it done. We can get it done. And then you have what's supposed to be the uh, uh, the union's job is to say no. You're going to pace this, otherwise your work won't get done. Right. You know. And but what's what's weird and what's happening now is you have a lot of blue collar, not wealthy people that vote like they're b- fucking big business. <laughs> yeah. That's the fallacy. It doesn't that Everybody make sense. in America is just waiting to be a millionaire. Yeah. Like, yeah. Everybody's wearing fucking fake gold chains. We're all gonna be. No. No. It's the i this idea that everybody in America. Has the ability to become a millionaire, yeah, and it's just not fucking true. It's not, it's not, not true, true man. at all. It's You're not, not waiting true. to be a. You know, I know so many fucking pseudo intellectual dudes who are trying to act like they're fucking someday they're going to be some major fucking millionaire, and they're not going to be. You know what I mean? Well, and, and the thing is that if you're a working class guy and you're non-union, yeah, you're fucking crazy. I agree. You're fucking crazy because even if you don't want to join a union, even if your company fun isn't unionized, the fact that there is a union in your field makes makes sure that you get paid more. Right. You know why wouldn't you go to that? Why Why wouldn't you be even if you don't want to be in the union? Your non-union job pays you more because there is a union. Yeah. So why are you anti-union? So why are you anti-union? Right. You know the only people that don't want unions are the business owners. Yeah. No, they're trying to lull us into this some sense of security that says, "Don't worry, do we'll away with the unions, and we'll still pay yeah. you right." And you hear that? Yeah, we're here for you. Oh, fuck you. you the whole fucking thing causes me PTSD. You I'll hear you that? Right. Well, you know. So well, then, what speaking you need to do? Speaking of PTSD, <laughs> the beautiful segue. We'll I got a beautiful fucking. Well, segue. Fu- it was a hard segue. We'll come back in about. Fucking two seconds. It'll Boom. Two seconds. I want to join the DEA and bang hookers. He said, he said tube seconds. Tube seconds. Tube, tube socks. Sex? Tube, tube socks. seconds. Tube with my socks. Two socks. Purpose So, MDMA this week has MDMA. been reclassified. Is it reclassified? No, it, it hasn't yet. been reclassified. Okay. So, but it has been. The DEA has said that it can be allowed in a cl- clinical trial for the treatment of PTSD, PTSD and anxiety and anxiety in terminally ill patients. 
Right. Well, see, the article I was reading, they've already been kind of using it for PTSD. No, they, they used to use it. Yeah, definitely used to. They for haven't sure. been kind of using anything. Because it's been, they made it, they remade it illegal, did they not? Yeah, they did. Well, they, they rescheduled it as a cla- as a Schedule One in 1985. 1985 under the Controlled Substance Act. Right. But MAPS, uh, whatever the. Uh, Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies. Right. They have. How, how do I get on the board at that one? They, <laughs> oh, I know, right? They have done research. I'm in, in one the, of those disciplines. Let's do that. They <laughs> have done, re- they have done research in the last couple of years on, um, MDMA. For people with uh, PTSD, that's okay. a lot of acronyms. And not just in the last couple of years, but that's what it was used for before, right? right. They were right. doing okay. So here's what fucking you want to. All right. Well, hang on. Yeah. Let's first of all, for people who don't know, why don't we talk about what MDMA actually is? All right, go ahead. What's like, MDMA? What it truly is? Okay. MDMA is obviously the acronym for methylene dioxin methamphetamine. Oh, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> um, it's a stimulant and a psychedelic. Okay. Yes. It's known to heighten the user's gratification, tactile, uh, you know, experiences, the way things feel. Um, you right. might have a sense of empowerment about you, or yes, be yes. a little invigorated. Um, it can also maybe muddle your awareness of time. But it also helps you connect with other human beings. Yeah. It raises your yeah, empathetic sense, sen- sense of sensibilities. High energy, right. Gives you empathy, things like that. And um, you know, commonly, it's taken it orally. It's like a pill of sorts. And you can also put it up your butt. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you can. Well, that's one way of doing. You can things. put a pill on the shelf. I've heard. <laughs> so just hoop it, eh? Never done that. Now here's the thing. Can. Now the the common misconception with MDMA is a lot of people are. Oh, it's ecstasy. It's Molly. No, it's not. No, pure it is MDMA not is not the Molly same as ecstasy. It's not ecstasy because Molly and ecstasy are MDMA mixed with all kinds of other chemicals. Generally and bad mixed shit. with heroin or high cocaine, amounts of cocaine yeah. or things like that. Right. Yeah. And sometimes LSD if you're really fucking crazy. Yeah. So they do mix stuff into it. So. Okay, so here's the issue that I have. Okay. Okay. So what's your issue, bro? My issue what's your issue, bro? What is your issue? Are you mad, bro? bro? Why are you mad? Are you bro? mad, bro? Here's mad, the thing. Are you mad, bro? So Facebook is killing our society. Everything. It's definitely <laughs> killing you on a fairly <laughs> on a fairly regular basis. I mean, well, here's the fucking problem, dude. Is okay, I'm gonna go to it right now. You do what I do. You start reading through the Do posts. I have it? You know what? I might have fucking, I might have switched off. You, you, you probably, this like dude me, that right? we know, all right, he posts on Facebook. He, he links the fucking article about MDMA being allowed, uh, for clinical trials, right? And a very specific clinical trial. We'll get to that. Right. We're going to get to that. Okay. So he posts this thing up. And it's just the, you know, it's the link to the fucking article and it's got a picture of this chick with a fuck. It's a stupid picture, first of all, right? Right. Cause it's got like a raver girl with her mouth open and her tongue out with a fucking, <laughs> With a de- with a, a hit of ecstasy on her tongue, right? right, and right. Not how this is not what's going to happen. Yeah, first right. of all, all right, she's, she's wearing a ring pop and got pink. So hair. from the gate, your fucking your perception of this is skewed by the picture that's put up, right? Right. Because the picture that's put up is not fucking a doctor in a lab coat, right, with a fucking war vet missing a leg right. being administered some fucking MDMA. That is not the picture that comes up, right? The picture that you see is a fucking 19-year-old girl with fucking pink Ray-Bans on, and her hair is four different colors, and she's got her tongue sticking out with fucking a, a hit of ecstasy that's shaped like Mickey Mouse on her tongue. All right? right. Not what the fuck's going to happen. First, that's the first thing. Okay. That sucks, because that sounds really fun to me. <laughs> then, on top of that, okay, on top of that, the 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 caption that he puts, right, is, uh-huh. God damn it, now we're going to make fucking ecstasy legal, fucking bullshit, stick to marijuana, it's all natural, man, this shit will just fuck your mind up, right? Right. All right, dude, I don't know the guy very well, you know, you got Facebook friends you don't know very well, he seems like a cool dude, we met him a couple times, he's a cool guy, right? Right. But, I'm not going to call him out. 
But here, he's going to know it's him. <laughs> here's yeah, the thing. yeah, I think so. But here's the thing, dude. Did you read the motherfucking article that you posted? Because obviously you didn't, right? Right. Because when you read the article, it says this is going to be done in conjunction with psychotherapy, right? Right. Not on a daily basis. No, it's But given to clients that are in the middle of a session, patients that are in the middle of a session, right? Right. With a psychotherapist or a, a marriage and family therapist or a psychiatrist, right? Right. And the, the effect of it is it's going to be used to help them build a deeper rapport with the, uh, the counselor therapist, right, psychiatrist, whatever, right. build this deeper rapport and knock down some treatment-resistant barriers, right? Now, I'm a guy who does this for a living, right? I'm, I'm not a doctor, but I am a guy who sees patients for a living, okay? right? If you... Now, it would be a little crazy to give my guys MDMA, <laughs> but I could see how in a controlled environment, right, right, allowing these guys to kind of lose some of their defense mechanisms, right? Let that shit drop a little bit. Get a little more empathetic and a little more in tune with the counselor, right? Right. How they could make some great fucking strides towards uh, removing some of this underlying trauma that's there or processing through some of this underlying trauma and have some conversion experiences, right? right. I'm a big fan. Fuck it, man. I'm a big fan of psychedelics. Yeah. I mean, I've done a lot of drugs in my lifetime. I'm not a drug guy now. You know, I left that shit behind. But I do not regret a single acid trip. Not a single fucking mushroom trip. Right. Not, I don't regret those at all. I, I kind of feel like those were spiritual fucking quests that I went on. And each one of those experiences shaped me uh, and gave me a little bit better perspective on the world. Right. I think. <laughs> well, and I just think it's funny. You guys like going, no, no, smoke pot. It's unnatural. Okay. Pot well, works for that guy. I apples and about fucking bowling balls, said. dude. Apples and bowling right. balls. Like, we're not talking about the same thing. No, here. like pot works for that guy. So that's cool. Pot works for you. If you enjoy spork- smoking it, you get some benefits I out of it. I enjoy sporking it. You enjoy sporking it, bro? I'm pretty sure that's what I heard him say. Spork- yeah, no, I did. Spork pot. Yeah, so I he always en- spork my pot. So he enjoys sporking <laughs> pot, and that's cool, man. Keep sporking that fucking pot. But for that, but for anybody to sit and go, because pot works for me, this uh, disabled vet or this uh, uh, terminally ill patient shouldn't be able to take something that may help ease their pain or give them a new perspective on life is not only... It's so close-minded. It's it's ridiculous. It, and but this same guy or these this same type of person that's saying that, if you were to say, "Hey, pot doesn't work for me. Don't smoke pot. That's fucking criminal." He would flip the fuck out. Right. And well, and the issue is you didn't read the article, dude. You don't right. see what's happening here. You're you're making this statement like at some point in the future there's going to be a. Uh, a, a, where you're going to go down to Walgreens and be like, hey, I need my MDMA prescription refilled. That's not what the fuck they're talking yeah, about so at all, dude. Here's the article. And I'm disappointed in that. I mean, I got an article up about HuffPost. No, Where's your article? No, from? here. this is the article that was posted. Oh, the one that was no, actually, actually posted. actually posted. says, DEA approves ecstasy for anxiety. MDMA trials beginning in California. First of all, they didn't approve fucking ecstasy. No. <laughs> Right, Second right. Second of all... It's trials. It's, it's a clinical trial. Yeah. Which, by the way, if you don't know anything about clinical trials, okay, it, it's not everybody gets the drug, No. first of all, right? They're double-blind, placebo-fucking-based trials. That's the first fucking thing you got to remember. Secondly, everything is going to be regulated to the fucking microgram. See, that's where, that's right. where everything I have is going my to be, questions. It, of course it is. It's a clinical trial. Because here's the thing. If you didn't have it exactly the way it was supposed to be, right? It has to be same time of day, same. I mean, all the different fucking right. control variables have to be the same. The variables have to be the same. Every fucking, every aspect of this has to be completely uniform down the line, right? Right. For people who get the drug and people who don't get the drug. Because if you don't do that, right? 
if you give more to this guy or less to this guy or the, based on body weight or whatever, wh whatever you prove gets thrown out in, under peer review. Right. Because yeah. other scientists are going to look at your study. They're going to say, let me see the study. First thing we want to see is how the study was run, right? Right. What were the, the, the control factors? What were the variables? What was the, the rate of placebo? All that stuff. And then they want to put it against another study or a different study that kind of runs the same way and see if the efficacy is there, right? And then if you didn't, if your practices were off, it's not going to get proven anyways. Right. So they're not going to waste a bunch of money to do this shit. Science bitches. Yeah, yeah. fuck, man. I mean, that's why Facebook is fucking ridiculous. Because here's what happens. When I first seen the post, that was my biggest question. Okay, how are they going to fucking handle this? Because I, it, and it states anxiety. Because I fucking suffered some pretty gnarly anxiety. Okay. So one day, fucking sitting on a couch, and I felt <laughs> like I was going to fucking die. Right. I got like, matter of fact, I won't name names, but uh, a good friend of ours, uh, she fucking's like, oh, what the fuck? Thought I was having a heart attack. We hop in a fucking unregistered car. She's, <laughs> you know, fucking barely made age, driving me down fucking Main Street here in Lake Elsinore, getting me to the fucking doctor's office. But she's now in a panic because she sees the way I'm fucking, like, cringing up and, like, looking like I'm getting ready to fucking croak. Right. And then we get pulled over by the cops. Nice. nice. And the cops come up. And she's trying to explain to them she doesn't have a fucking license. The car's unregistered. I'm over here looking like I'm on fucking drugs. Right. Yeah. You know, clinching out and, you know, fucking skinny. So they automatically went to tweaker. Right. Pull me out and start giving me the shit, which made it even worse. And I yeah. said, And then they realized, they, like, seen in the cop's eyes. I remember, just like, he had this look on his face of fear, like, oh, fuck, this kid's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then within seconds, the paramedics were there. I was getting strapped down and fucking carted off to the fucking hospital, right? Yeah. And by the time I get to the hospital, I feel great. I'm ready to go. I well, just woke up nice. in the morning. You know, nothing's wrong. And they were, like, looking at me like, this kid's fucking crazy. Anxiety attacks are a real problem, okay? And we got yeah. benzodiazepines, which is types. how we treat them now. Of course it yeah. is. I, Chris, at some point, Chris is going to realize that I'm not a pipe fitter anymore, and for the last fucking <laughs> almost decade, I've been in the counseling mental health field, and I no, understand he the differences. At between... some point, Anthony's going to realize I might not be directing that to him, but maybe the people listening. What did he just say? At some point. At some point, you two are just going to fuck and cut the sexual tension up. right now. now just shut the, I'll fuck them right now, but if you just shut up so I can get through my fucking point. I don't even remember what the point was. No, the point is, is that right now we use benzodiazepines to treat this one shit. One of right? them, yeah. So Xanax, uh, Ativan, <laughs> one of them. Paxil, fucking... Dipshit. Those are SSRI inhibitors. I'm talking about anti-anxiety meds. I love it. Anthony goes, we use this now. Chris goes, one of them. Yeah. And Anthony... Like it lays out two and Chris goes in Paxil. <laughs> Which Paxil's not in the same fucking Just class. Fuck already. Jesus Just fuck Christ. already. Jesus. This is going based off of the stuff doctors try to give me. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Which uh, none were. All right, but whatever, dude. The point that I'm trying to make is you're, the benzos aren't any better than fucking MDMA. Right. And they're, they're taking people, they're very, very addictive, right? And people are strung out on them right now. Right. So you're saying that benzos are better than let's try this other thing. For these guys, you know what I mean? And benzos right. aren't working for a lot of them. They're just making them fucking zombies anyways, you know what I mean? This MDMA thing, it sounds like it's trying to create a conversion experience where they're now, this, they're cured of this, you know what I mean? Or they're way, right. way better yeah. at handling it later on instead of saying, when the symptoms come up, take these pills. Right. Yeah, and the benzos things, you're right, does turn people to zombies because they that was one of the first things that got prescribed to me. I did like a 30-day fucking what was that? What, what was it that you were prescribed? <sighs> I can't fucking even pronounce it. It started with a C. Start with a C? Yeah, I know yeah. it's with a C. I, I'm not gonna, I, can, uh, I know what it's called, but I won't give it to him. I don't fucking remember what it was. Cock? Clonopin? <laughs> was it cock? Uh, I don't think it was Cyclobenzaprine? I want to say it was Cyclobenzaprine. Did no, it you, wasn't, wasn't Cyclobenzaprine. Did you, thought, did you start on a 30 day yeah, yeah. program of cock? But either way, 
I take, I'm taking this stuff for... Cocklobenzaprine? Cocklo fucking... Yeah, it turned into just a fucking mad zombie cocksucker. Just walking around sucking dick. So the only difference is that you're a zombie? The only difference is that you're a zombie. Come on, for God's sakes. But in any case, so... You know, I did a 30-day cycle of it, and, you know, after it gets in your system, starts doing yes, this yes. thing. Yeah, okay, I did have somewhat of less response or fucking anxiety attacks, but I just felt really lethargic and just uncaring about really everything. That's why you got to smoke speed. <laughs> to offset that. You got to offset that with speed. You have to offset that with some math. What the fuck were we talking about? I don't know, man. We got to fucking, you know. <laughs> anyway, people need to shut up with their uninformed fucking opinions. Like It's it, just another... That is the point. Just read the goddamn article. You didn't read, read the, the article. Fu- read the fucking article. It's pretty fucking clear the guy didn't read the article. Right. And the irony of someone that uses pot supposedly for medicinal purposes, him looking at a different drug that is proven to work in these, case, in these cases and poo-pooing it is the same ignorance that... Uh, it's saying that, that pot shouldn't be used. It's the same ignorance saying that pot shouldn't use pe- for that. It's the same thing. It's just because because you don't do it, you don't see the benefit of it. Yeah. And because this guy doesn't smoke pot, he doesn't see the benefit in what you do. So why don't you open your fucking eyes. And, and you're pretending like people are going to be snorting molly to get, overcome anxiety. Right. And that's not what the fucking article That's says. not what's going to happen in that fucking article. That may be what I'm going to do later today, but it's not what's going to happen in that article. <laughs> you know, and it all goes to fucking it, schedule. It all goes to fucking. It, it goes to what? I don't know what it goes to. <laughs> I, give up. I give up on what it goes to. <laughs> These are the I've, good ones. I've lost. Any, <laughs> I've lost all hope and all faith in you guys. I just don't, but, but I don't no, care it, anymore. Did we lose the beam? Going dude? You lost. Your, the, I'm off the beam, dude. Going, yeah, but going back to your point in the Facebook post itself, in in reading what the fuck it is you're putting out there. Nobody reads it. No, I know, no. but that's the thing. I find myself getting ready to repost and going, "Wait a minute, I better fucking read that." And read right, it, right, because the right. the headline is great. And Pete, you think the guys that write these oh, articles the don't wonderful. know that? No, the it's, it's clickbait. It's called clickbait. They they make an article that says exactly whatever your prejudice or your kink or whatever, whatever you whatever they whatever they know people wanted to say. Right. Yeah. Like right? if you're looking at this article, I got it right in front of me. The post it says DEA proves ecstasy for anxiety. MDMA trials begin in California. And it's got a picture of a chick with pink hair, purple fucking That's what lips. I said. You know, you know the whole, yeah. dis- the whole right. It's clickbait. Then, yeah, exactly, and you'll see ones on politics, especially. They go, uh, Obama to be indicted for treason, right? right. And then or you you'll cl- never guess what Obama did right. this week. Yeah. And then you click it, and and no, it's it like, has nothing to do with the six title. people in Texas have signed a petition for that to happen. Right? It, it's <laughs> seriously, yeah, it's, it's right. clickbait, and so they want you to click it because then they get they get a they get a view on their page. And I think you should fucking they get a following. Anything those guys want to do. To treat PTSD, fucking do give it. it a shot, dude. Give that shit a do shot. Do it. There, you know, heroin is a major fucking issue in our country, and it's right. come back big time, right? Right. In the '70s, it was a big deal. It kind of faded out in the '80s because you got a lot of cocaine use. The, the the country liked amphetamines for some reason, right? Yeah. But it's come back fucking super strong now, right? Fuck yeah. And we have all these different treatments. There's guys who go to Mexico for they do ibogaine. You know what mm-hmm. ibogaine is? It's uh, no, I don't. It's uh, what's the shit they do in uh, in the Amazon? ayahuasca? Ayahuasca. It's a different type of ayahuasca. Right? It's the nice. same thing, only it's uh, administered a little differently. Right? Okay, but it's the same type of deal. Okay, they give these guys ibogaine, and a lot of these guys have this. It's a horrific experience. Right. right. First it's, of all, it's not fun. It's a trip, like you're you're going on a trip, but it's like vomiting and, and you're facing your fears and it's this heavy duty fucking hardcore vision quest trip, right? Right. And they've seen success with heroin addicts who don't go back to using heroin, right? Uh, really? because, because they have a <laughs> because of the ibogaine, they have a shift in a their conversion ideas. experience, right. right? 
So they're having this conversion experience, but in America, we don't, that's not legal, right? It's legal in other countries. It's legal in Mexico and a few other places where you're allowed to do this. They have these clinics where the Ibogaine clinics, right? Right. But it's not legal here. However, methadone clinics are in every fucking city you go to, right? Yeah, methadone just... is just a synthetic fucking heroin that you take in a little liquid form. You do yeah. a little sh- shot of it. They, they do have it in pills, too, but most of the time it's in a liquid form. You go to this fucking place, you pay $7 a day that goes to the government, and they feed you this methadone shit. There is no other pill to take. Yeah, so I swallow know guy, the one that made you there's ill. This, exactly. There's this guy I met in my, uh, oddly enough, my alcohol diversion class, right, for a DUI I got years ago. His name is Ben. He's from he's he's like a French guy, right? But you, he's, you he, want to drop his social too, or what? Yeah, uh, I'll give you that in a minute. <laughs> his mother's maiden name, maybe. Yeah, his address, but no, he's a really fucking cool guy. He actually served in the military for us in the army. Okay, uh, he came back. Well, that's rare. And uh, yeah, it is. And uh, well, he came back and he got him, he got hooked on fucking heroin. Fucking Frenchies. <laughs> he got hooked on heroin like really bad. Yeah, but he ended up kicking the habit. And he said, and he was talking about the whole methadone thing. He said, see all fucking methadone is? He's all, all that shit really is is just a fucking to get you by to the next real shot. Yeah, no, it right. is. It is. And, and a lot of what they found is that the crime rate, right, happens at a certain time of day because people are kicking. And so they're going out to steal cars and right. go to the fucking grocery store and, and rob shit or whatever, right? And they're trying to make this money. So it's at the, those exact times is when you can go get your methadone. Oh, yeah. Jesus. So you can go get well enough to go to a job, right? And right. then spend your money on heroin later on. But you can go get well enough in the morning well, to get, get by. And that, and that makes sense in a way. I mean, it's harm reduction and it's, it's, it, it's trying to help people out and not stigmatize them as criminals, which I understand. But, you know, it, and this ayahuasca or uh, what was it you were talking Ibogaine. about? Ibogaine. The, Ibo game or an MDMA, it may not work for everybody, and that's fine if it doesn't work for everybody. But if it works for some people, if some people can get some relief and get their life back, or maybe especially our vets, which is right. where they're talking about using it the most, right. right? Or maybe not and not be so freaked to fuck out, you know, having flashbacks and shit or whatever, not want to kill themselves, right? Maybe maybe it should be okay for them to have some MDMA and in a controlled setting uh, uh, with a psychotherapist, right? You know, so maybe they don't go out and fucking blow the back of their brains out. Right. You know, and so who the fuck are you or somebody to sit else's there brain. and say this is bullshit? They should just smoke pot. Fuck you. Yeah, well, and they should just smoke pot is a ridiculous fucking answer, anyways. Right? That's ridiculous. Pot. pot will make me like uh, like well, if first I was. All, you got to know about pot. I right. freak the fuck out when I smoke weed. So do I. Like I will take <laughs> That's a hit of pot. The last thing I want to do. Like <laughs> I'll take a hit of pot. You guys, right. you know that, right? No, no, yeah, I understand I that. Well, there sativa, is now. There's sativa strains that will give you a fucking panic attack, even if you're not prone to panic attacks. They make you all fucking. Yeah, no, and weirded out, right? And pot gives me a panic attack, right? Like, it, like all smoke. Like back when I used to do drugs, I'd like I'd get talked into smoking pot because everyone I knew smoked pot, even though I didn't, right? And so I'd get talked into it, and fucking then like half an hour later, like I'm in a closet with a shotgun in a hellish introspective nightmare, going through every <laughs> mistake I've ever made in my entire life. <laughs> it does have a tendency you know? sometimes to do that, and I. Like, I would have to snort some coke to calm the fuck down. You know, it's just... It, it, and it has different effects. It's not a fucking catch-all for anything, right You know what I mean? It's right. not a catch-all for it's, it's not a fix-all. And, and we know that marijuana is not is only medically legal so that it's on the road to becoming legally right. legal, right? Right. It's a fucking side door so that we can smoke pot without getting busted, and we can go, we can buy it without getting caught up in a raid somewhere or having to go out on the street and buy and it. And we're totally cool with that. I am t- fucking totally cool I'm with that. I'm 100% cool with that, but don't try and make it everything to everybody because it's not. No, it's not. And a lot of of people who are pro marijuana, right? right? Especially like again, you go back to Facebook because let's face it, that's where ninety percent of the information that we're seeing comes from. You know what right. I mean? I, I I do listen to podcasts and I do listen to you know I I, I play like 
uh, Rachel Maddow show and different shows right. and stuff on, in my car on the way to work. Vice News. Vice News. But most of the time, you get your information from fucking whatever's on your little scroll when you're in the scroll. You know what I mean? Right. And that information, when you see these potheads, they, they post shit that is outlandish. It's just, it's like, what are you talking about, dude? What do you expect? They're stoned. I know, but it's always <laughs> just like, uh, <laughs> what did I see the other day? Just these ridiculous fucking, this person has stage four fucking melanoma and they were about to die. They ate a fucking CBD chibachu and now they are fucking, right. they're running the Boston Marathon. <laughs> You're fucking bullshit they are. You're full of shit. That did not happen, dude. It's a chibachu. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up, dude. That didn't it, happen, dude. I know. It's fucking true, man. It's no, they ate true. a chibachu. They got stoned and they were mellow for a while and they're like, yeah, I don't, I forgot I had cancer because I'm right. Fucking, I'm strong, right? You know what I mean? And that's cool too. Like, fine uh, with me. Uh, fucking get get down with your bad self. Yeah, that's you hilarious. know. Basically, I think what the whole point of all that is is read the shit you post. Nobody read the shit you post. Try yeah. to have an informed opinion. Read a fucking book. How many times have we got to say it? Read a fucking book. I, you know, I, and don't just read. See, the whole read a book thing is great, but don't just read one fucking yeah. book on well, the subject. You know, source well, it a little bit. Start start with one. Let's well, start small <laughs> fucking baby steps. You know. But I mean, if you're trying to be... Dick and Jane will work for now. Read way, something other than high times, maybe. The way I'm seeing it, if you're trying to educate yourself on a specific t- uh, subject, don't tubic? just... Uh, <laughs> can't fucking speak today. I'm a subject? A subject and... A subject? Fucking... check. I think where he's going is you got to read the other side. Yeah, exactly. you got to have... Different viewpoints. You got to get out of the bubble. Yeah, dude. exactly. You know. Play the devil's advocate. All right, so we've covered a bunch of topics today. Let's. Uh, why don't we get the fuck out of here? Before we do, let's do some little pluggy plug, plug, plug. Plug it. First of all, we want to give a shout plug out uh, to our buddy Chuck Smith and the local drunks, uh, Renee Bravo and Ernie Escalera. They're going to be April second at uh, M15 in Corona. That's a pretty cool venue. That's where you it play is. with Everlast, right? Uh, yes. They'll be there with Taylor Scott and Minor Strut. That's April 2nd. You can go to www.m15concert.com and get some tickets to that. Yeah, that's support right. Support local music. Support our boy. It is uh, a Thursday, but who gives a shit? Be there anyway. Fuck it, man. Thursday's just as good a night to party yeah, as any, is it not? Damn good right. music and a little partying. And then we have a special event that we're going to be at. That's right. Kind of another... Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Another on-the-scene type of deal like we did over at Rob Kelly's for the Hippie Killer, right? right. We're going to be at Chola Palooza. Yes. Chola Palooza. Chola Palooza. Which is going to be hoop earrings and heavy metal, bro. That's that's the tagline <laughs> that I've given it. I've given hoop earrings and heavy metal. Uh, and it's going to be the Straight Jacket Mafia, um, Contortion, Ilcom, which is Renee Bravo's band. That's right. was on last week. Um uh, Blackwater Voodoo, and that's going to be on May 16th from 7 to 2 a.m. That's on Graham Avenue in Lake Elsinore, California. Right. So you guys can just show up to that. And uh, it'll be fun, man. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it says there's going to be vendors there, too. Do you think they're selling eyeliner? <laughs> they could be. They eyeliner could be. and straight razor blades? Some, some Ben Davis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> some Ben Davis and uh, maybe some Tres Flores. Orale, Holmes. All right, so check that out, and we will be back next week with more shit to hey, talk. Before yeah. we go, don't forget to visit our website. www.deathbyradio.com. Or don't. It's okay. Yeah, we don't care. <laughs> Later. Doses. Suck it. Oh, hell no.